city's a great. Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down, down with the unbougie food When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the unbougie food Good morning, St. Paul, Twin Cities. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a moment, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hello, Twin Cities. <laughs> this is Wesley Wright, your unbougie foodie. It was, I, I won't say, I had a snowy head morning uh, moment. Let's put it that way. I wasn't going to say brain fart, but whatever. <laughs> okay, let's start again. Thank you all so much for joining me. Um, as you know, I am the Unbougie Foodie. I am here every Saturday here at 10 a.m. Uh, right here on WEQY 104.7, the voice of the East Side. You know, this is a food show, so be prepared that we're going to be talking about food. But I'm going to kind of give you a topic. I also have a guest in the booth with me that I'm going to introduce shortly. But our topic will be in bread. <laughs> uh yes and we'll we'll explain that or see say what we mean uh, uh in reference to that but <clears throat> those of us that, uh, those of you that would like to make a comment or have suggestions questions uh for myself or even my guest because you know he's very knowledgeable about food <clears throat> And the food culinary industry and so forth. So, yeah, he's going to have a lot to say. I'm going to make him have a lot to say. Uh, reach us here at the radio station by dialing 651-200-3479. Again, that is 651-200-3479. Okay, if you are on Facebook, Twitter, you know where to find me, but I'm going to mention it anyway. But those that really want to listen and that are like far away can't aren't that close you got to get on the tune in app you have to download the tune in app so if you're driving in your car and you want to probably listen to me and other shows but mine more specifically make sure you're downloading the tune in app t-u-n-e-i-n app <laughs> and you can find that on google play or wherever you get your apps from but then also, if you have a desktop or laptop, you could go to www.tunein.com and simply look for WEQY. You'll hear my show at 10 o'clock. Remember, every Saturday, 10 o'clock. <laughs> uh, but then you'll be able to find out any other shows as well and listen to them on any of your mobile devices. So remember that, the TuneIn app, because, you know, we, we are on the east side and we care about the east side very strongly but uh, we want others to know about WEQY and specifically you need to know about the Unbougie Foodie so Facebook as you know is the Unbougie Foodie on Twitter it is at Unbougie Foodie 
And on Instagram, it is the underscore unbougiefoodie. I also have a website, too, that I want to encourage you to visit as well. That is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. You'll hear past episodes of my show, uh, as well as um, see articles that I've written, photos that I've taken of food. I love taking photos of food. So Instagram and my website, you know, kind of go hand in hand. Um, Being busy kind of has you thrown off a little bit, but you'll see more. There's a whole lot more that I have in store to share with you. So anyway, let's really get started with the show. My guest that I have in the booth with me is Christopher Gorecki. Say hi, Chris. Hi, hi folks. (laughs) Like I have to give him to any type of instruction. I don't. I really don't. (laughs) But. So I want to give people an opportunity to get to know a little bit, uh, to know you um, and what you do. Uh, he's a multifaceted individual because he not only knows a lot about uh, culinary and the food industry and so forth, but he's also an artist. So Correct. please, Correct. sir, tell us a little bit about <clears throat> you. Well, um, I've been in the food industry for about 35 years. Awesome. Uh, everything from front of the house to back of the house. Uh, dishwash to bounce at the front door before um, most recently just been doing more um, on the management side of things uh, trying to figure out uh, service and ways to create a, a healthy staff and move forward with I don't know uh, finding that team aspect that most restaurants look for mm-hmm. and, and and building on a, a staff that can work and function as a family more so along that lines got it yeah um i know you talked about the the culinary and we'll delve more into that as well as our topic Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. inbred inbred (laughs) (laughs) um i mentioned you know i know you also as an artist as well Mm -hmm. so please can we talk about that you want to share that as well absolutely uh Excuse me. Uh, I know both of us, right? Right. Uh, it's the weather. It's the weather. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I've I've been an artist more than I have food. I mean, both, in my opinion, both kind of fall in that same. You know, you find a chef that's who I consider an amazing artist. Right. You're creating. You know, an artist is somebody that creates, whether it be with, with paints, cu- culinary, or cul- mm-hmm. culinary, dance, words. You know. Exactly. Uh, but I've been a visual artist since every since I can remember. Nice. Um, I went to school at CVA, uh, which was in St. Paul here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a bachelor's of fine arts with an illustration major. Uh, I do everything from abstract oils to illustration to uh, mixed media. Kind nice. of fun, just whatever seems to, in, you know, inspire me at the at the moment. Of course, so, of course. Um, yeah, it's it, it definitely a labor of passion. Got you know, it. So, but that also, as we talk, as you just mentioned, you know, it's it's the creative side. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think anyone that has that ability to hone in on those specific skills. Um, they, I love the fact that they're willing to share that with with people, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's a it's a good quality. Um, 
that's why I think I find myself so interested in being around other creatives because there are certain things that I know that I'm not a painter or a visual artist or something like that, but sure. um, I like to write or, or, or something. So I being around individuals such as yourselves, whether it be culinary or you know visual arts, um, I get inspired and I start to think about, okay, uh, maybe I could do this or anyway, getting off subject <laughs> a little bit. Sorry. How did you get started in the food industry? Um, my first job was as a busser barback um, back way back in the 80s. Uh, was it 80s? I was 15, so that was a very, very long time ago. Um, A friend had recommended doing this job, and I got it. it, It's one of those things: either you're you're bitten by the industry bug, or you're not. Right. And once you're in, it's really hard to get out. Uh, There's a an intensity and a vibrancy to any time you're working one of those jobs, it, it'll drive you crazy. And but it's also one of the most rewarding industries that you can be in, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it was a sp- small little weird uh, restaurant out in Blaine, Minnesota, okay. uh, called Bombay Bicycle Club. It was mm-hmm. in the. It was in the. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, parking lot of Northtown Mall. Why does that sound okay? Uh, way out there, a uh, Highway Ten. Okay, um, I'm not from here, so I'm so, I'm trying to. Rem- did, yeah. Was it a franchise or was just <clears throat> just a one restaurant by itself? It was one restaurant by itself. It was very similar to, I would say, um, an upscale's uh, upscale Applebee's, I guess, okay. at, of the time. Uh, but you know, a little more fancier. Uh, the intriguing part of it, as a 15 year old working. You know, I was making a hundred bucks a night Not- as a weight assistant, you know, nice. way back, you know, some odd years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it was intoxicating and, you know, and then I went from there. So I'd bus tables during the day or during the dinner shift. And then I would bar back, which back in the day you had the three sink dish machine. Right. You were the dish machine. Okay. And, um, and you know just that excitement of craziness of a bar and all that kind of fun stuff just you know kind of stuck <laughs> it really made me stuck. right and, and and just that excitement of the the industry i guess and learning about food and drink and all that all that comes with that what had been your when you started what had been like one of the first things that i'm going to ask you to go way back yeah i guess that you made that you were like, or whether created or made or, or cooked or prepared, um, that you were like, wow, <laughs> you know, did that, does that make sense or? I guess, uh, okay. yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think, so when I was a real, when I was real young, I was an insanely picky eater. Okay. Um, I had horrible, horrible eating habits and then, <laughs> somehow I got away with it uh, but I would you know we would have like 
growing up, they would make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, even okay. though we were having roasted ham and oh whatever, Lord. because I just, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat it. And they oh didn't boy. force me to, which was weird, but, and then getting into the industry, um, and seeing stuff being prepared correctly and learning about that kind of, you know, learning about the process and then getting to try something, uh, and not being worried that I'm going to, I'm going to order something that I don't like, and then I'm going to go hungry and then I'm going to be worried. Right. Uh, or, you know, and then, you know, it's the, that whole thing. Uh, I think that's really what started to push me into really like discovering food and food specifically, uh, and, and being the most adventurous part about it. Okay. Um, and as far as one specific thing, I I don't know if there's one, like every, I think as you see restaurants and trends, you know, you see them all the time of, course. of how they kind of develop and, and you're like, oh, this is the one thing that's going to be amazing right. and it's going to be this way forever. And of course, you know, a it couple did. months down the road, nobody wants to <laughs> exactly. do it anymore. And it's like, oh, it's so passe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I, I guess I've, in my career, I've been very fortunate to work with some just incredible chefs and staff that have really uh, shaped and molded how I work in, in, in the industry as well. Mm -hmm. um, some really just amazing, uh, trying to go back, uh, I got to work with Marcus Samuelson oh, nice. um, when I worked at Aquavites, um, some local, uh, and Rocco de Spirito was there for a little bit, <laughs> which was weird and strange, but it was cool. Um, but you learn, you know, being in a small, t you know, Minneapolis is a small market. We're growing every day and it, it's really setting a standard for food in the industry right now, uh, in, in the world. Uh, we're getting rec we're starting to Heck get recognized yeah. and, and it's really developing and which is really just exciting and super fun um, but then to to work with somebody like Marcus um, was just it was so mind-blowing and so like you you really saw a next level kind of uh, culture and culinary experience where they just just get it on such a, a higher level it's amazing to be within that greatness you know um i think we have some of those same talented people here we do um uh Sime, uh wadi was mm. who owned world saffron street. and okay. he does they still own world street kitchen and milk jam and now grand catch over here on st paul and also he's he's still over um overseeing uh seven steakhouse correct? their food yeah they're oh. they're He's helping revamp. They went under new ownership, and so he's helping revamp their their menu. And he's he's truly one of my absolute favorite people in the world to work with. And that was that was amazing just to see him create on a culinary level where it's just so effortlessly, you know. Um, yeah, it's, that's kind of that kind of stuff excites me, and and seeing new ways people create uh, food. But then also the experience that goes along with the food, because it's not one little thing right. when it comes to um, food. I mean, 
you can create the food, but unless you create the ambiance, the, the staff, the feeling behind it, there, you know, it's, it's lost sometimes. Understood. What about for yourself? Was there, has there ever been any one thing that you personally have created, like in any restaurant that you were, or that gave you that wow factor? I mean, because yes, there are the other, you know, being in the spaces of these mm -hmm. wonderful creative individuals, but I'm saying yourself, um, was there one thing that you, maybe you had never done before, or you said, I want to try something, can we do this? And you, there's this dish that, or, you know, that you created and you're like, dang, that's good. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. <clears throat> I know you could probably go back on quite a few because there's a, there's a number. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't spend a lot of time cooking, mm -hmm. um, but the, the little bit of time that I did, uh, I think my favorite, uh, well, it, you know, it comes down to, it comes down to family meal. Okay. Uh, See, that's great. Family meal, uh, f family meal for those that don't know is what the staff creates for the meal before before your shift starts, that's cool. Gives you a minute to sit with your, sit with your, you know, your restaurant family, right. and, and commune before you get started with busy, busy shift, right. and you get crazy. And uh, I was working at a place called Bistro de Soleil. It's mm. where Bellacor is now. Okay, I believe it's where Bellacor is. Um, and this was back quite a while, and I was cooking. I was, it was a scratch kitchen back before scratch kitchens were like crazy uh we had chalkboard menu okay we only sat the i think the most we sat was 100 people so it was really quite tiny okay um and that was on like shoving people in the door to get them to sit <laughs> out uh it was in, but it was in a mediterranean so mostly uh pastas and you know that kind of and i created a risotto and still to this day, risotto is still like one of my favorite things to make. Mm -hmm. um, but I cooked during the day and then served at night. And I was, I was in charge of making family meal this one day and just made this amazing uh, wild mushroom uh, risotto with a little bit of goat cheese and broccoli and you know just kind of one of those things. You just back there and you're like, this these things seem to work, right? And these sound really exciting and just getting feedback from the staff of how much they were like, this is awesome. Right. You know, that was probably, probably the first time you like creating. Right. Um, I think in the front of the house, I mean, it's one of those things where you can, when you connect with, uh, a client or a guest, um, so much so that they feel like you're their best friend mm -hmm. and, and finding that connection and really, um, that's that's probably what I strive for nowadays because mm -hmm. I'm in the front of the house, and I, I had a really great mentor coming up through the ranks who he he really kind of helped mold me from being just a regular server to being like going to that extra level and. And one of the things that he always told me, his name was Edmund Berkey. He opened Brasserie Zinc. It's where the Dakota was, or where the Dakota is. Okay. It was it was there. Um, 
and, and <clears throat> he he always reminded me that whenever a guest comes into the restaurant, they're scared. Mm. You know, you're you're putting down hard-earned money, and you're you're basically putting all your energy into I want to go in and have some food, and you're you're praying because you know you put hard-earned money down, you want it to be amazing, and you want it to be great, and said your job as a front of the house is to make them feel like they're just sitting in their kitchen or dining room and you're just hanging out kind of like what we do okay. on a regular basis and so trying to find that finding a way to connect with people on a regular basis and food's a international language exactly. of, of doing that and and finding that so I find that that's exciting to me now right now we're getting connecting with those people that that, kind of thing that's awesome that's awesome you you mentioned uh and last week i had a friend another friend on as well that um we talked kind of like very briefly of the gastrophysic um i guess behind the restaurant or the gastrophysics, excuse me, of uh, behind the things that go into a restaurant. You mentioned um, the ambience, and you know he talked about the music, and uh, I mentioned you know a book I was reading mentioned how the weight of a, of a fork or any of the utensils mm-hmm. really affects people and what they what they choose to eat, how much of it that they eat, or what they drink, or just the type of experience that they are expecting to have. How much have you really seen of that in you know the different um, areas or um, I guess restaurants that you've um, been in? Uh, is that something that truly affects a business or a restaurant? Oh, absolutely. I, I think I mean you see mainstay restaurants that that st- stay this test of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's having a consistency of setting a, a higher bar okay. for yourselves. And, 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 and if you're, it's one of those things, if you stop trying to do that and you just go, oh no, we've, we've figured it out, mm. is when you see the restaurant decline. Ah, okay. Um, you know, always looking to improve and, you know, uh, I, I just, my last restaurant that I just worked at, Mercy, uh, they were constantly, it was a big space. They're, they were constantly looking at ways to um, improve and change and recon- not necessarily reconcept. I think that's kind of a overused term, but just re um, reinvent themselves okay. on a regular basis and, and not just rest on their morals and not just look at food like they do uh, this really great concept called dining in the dark. Mm-hmm where you eat in pitch black darkness. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, it's okay. it's like five courses. You don't know what's coming. Um, you give them a level of adventurous, okay. how adventurous you want to be, um, food allergies, that kind of thing, so that you're protected. Like like I said, you go back to, they. you just have to make sure that they feel protected. Okay. And which is a lot on the server. You know, uh, it, it, to make sure that they 
you're sitting in pitch black dark because you can't literally see the hand in front of your face. Oh, wow. Yep. Is, wait, hold on. I, I Forgive <laughs> me if I seem very surprised about yeah. this. Is this something that is actually happening right yes. now? Oh. Yeah, they do it on a regular basis. I think they do wow. probably like <clears throat> two, two dinners uh, a week. Okay. And it's anything from two people to, I think they've done up to 25. Oh, wow, okay. Um, I personally think if you do it, you do it like in like six people okay. or four is kind of like the perfect size. It's not too big, but yet you're still interacting and conversation starts, but you eat with your fingers and oh my goodness, you have a glass. One's, you know, got texture on it. One's smooth. So you know which one's your water. water. Yeah. And you have a little bowl on your left, which hot towel and yeah, they just bring it. And then you're. Every course they pair uh, a drink with, okay. Whether it be alcoholic or non-alcoholic, but they try. You know, the server tries to pair to the best of their ability. Of course, you know, working with the chef with the, the menu that he's created. Uh, it's 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 an amazing. It's really fun. I know it sounds bizarre, but you. Uh, See, no, no, no. See, I wish you all could really see my expression. He can see my expression, but it's almost like I'm a little kid. Like I'm, I, really, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. It, it's 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 really cool. because it, it, uh, you get revealed, uh, what it is after every course. Like the the, the server will come in and is like, "What do you think you ate?" Uh -huh. And you, uh, you you try to guess because. Once you take sights and sound, or you oh, know, hey. you know, you really just have your 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 taste. Uh, you just have your taste buds. So you, everything's heightened, and so you really try to figure out by texture and flavor, and it's hard, it's way harder than you think. Because I, I'm thinking that your brain almost like needs to switch like immediately <clears throat> because, like you said the certain senses are kind of taken away, mm -hmm. and so it's almost like okay. Now we've got to concentrate on, like you said, the taste. And for me, it would be kind of like smell. Oh, gosh. I'm excited only because I've never heard of something like that before. It's it's a concept that's been, a, it's been around for a little while. Uh, I know it's been huge over in Europe for a little really? bit. Really? Wow. Um, and the restaurant in Europe is actually, all the staff is is actually blind. Oh, wow. So they walk you in in pitch black darkness and and it kind of goes through that which is a step farther than what we're doing are the servers here have night vision goggles so they can see what's going on that's crazy which is really weird <laughs> yeah. but it's a it's a cool concept and like i said that I, I think the the restaurant it being such a huge place where they have a great theater crowd uh being right across from the orpheum and down the street from mm -hmm. the from the state uh that's a business that they've cultivated and grown um, they also, you know, have a couple really great private spaces that they, that they, they work with uh, okay. that you can do, you know, like I had, I had my art show there. Okay. Um, is that something that someone could rent out or, or yeah, what? Okay. Absolutely. Uh, talk to the sales, uh, sales guy there, uh, who's amazing. He will work with you on anything. Um, but they've constantly had to reinvent what they feel is their is their restaurant and and their food and, and and they're constantly you know and i think when you see when you see chefs and restaurants that are constantly kind of evolving is when they 
they really start making a name for themselves. And it, it shows. It mm -hmm. shows how creative and passionate they are about that. And like you said, you want to you you want to surround yourself with that because that's exciting. Right. That, that's that's motivating. Um, uh, there's a new concept that's opening up in the North Loop uh, in Minneapolis there uh, in the next month or so that I just went and talked with. Okay. And it's called Cobble House. Okay. And his concept is that it's kind of taking on the speakeasy lounge stuff that that's you see right now that's going yes. on with like Marvel Bar and in Mercy's library nice. and the W's uh, lounge or living room. Uh, <clears throat> he's taking that and it's a, no, don't quote me on this, <laughs> but this is kind of his, his vision after talking with him of was course. smaller, intimate, only maybe like 35 seats, but everything in the restaurant will be for sale as well. So the chairs, the tables, the lamp fixtures, things that you'd see there. And so it'll be very stylish. And I mean, that's their hope is like, you want to come in because you want to also have a, an amazing cocktail and right. a little bit of food. But then he'll, you know, they want to have local artists showing constantly that is also for sale. And and it, it's setting a lifestyle and a, and a trend, which I, I find very exciting. Mm. I, I think it's it's one of those things that it's like, it's something taking it to the next level and going, well, what about this? And how, you know, how's that? Gonna, how is that going to work and putting yourself out there right exactly gosh <clears throat> I'm sorry you um, you have me a little bit excited about that <laughs> about but see that's at Mercy or is that uh, other places that's that's doing that or is that experience that the experience? Dining in the Dark uh, Dining in the Dark Dining in the Dark is in, at Mercy they okay. they do it regularly you just yeah I think you have to make a two it's a two day advanced reservation because you have to give the chef time to create the menu because it's so unique it's not like your normal chef's uh, you know table chef's table yeah. yeah where it because restrictions and and also redeveloping you know he's looking at creating really great food that tastes good but also makes you question what you're eating right um you know, because of the texture and the way he's prepared it. And I think, uh, yeah, it, 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 so it takes a little longer for them to put it together, but man, it's very cool, man. Y'all see my mind right now is racing. I'm like, Hmm, I think I need to take a few people to go with me right now. And, uh, Sit in the dark <laughs> and <laughs> go have some food. Wow. I, yeah, I'm excited about that. I know I was a little bit giddy when you were telling me, <laughs> and it was showing on my expression. So yeah, y'all couldn't see it, but he could. It, it was kind of an odd moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, thank you so much for sharing all of that information and yeah. just uh, just your knowledge behind it, um, the culinary, what's going on right now in the culinary world, uh, the Twin Cities, yeah. Cobble. Is it just Cobble? Cobble House. Cobble House. Okay, I should remember that. Cobble House. Oh, we need to move into inbred. <laughs> I have to say it like that because you know it's it's what what are you what are you trying to say? What are you trying to imply? Well, 
he and I had a conversation many, many months ago. Yeah, yeah, sitting. Yeah, and we were just talking about stuff and and everything, and you know, um, find he was finding out more about the, the Unbuji Foodie Show and and so forth, and I was finding out more about his culinary everything, <laughs> and uh, somehow or another, we, I will say, Chris thought of it more <laughs> than me i mean i believe me we, we we he came up with the the concept or the thought process or whatever and then it was like well what do we call it and somehow or another yeah, it was inbred we, it was inbred <laughs> <laughs> so uh do i get i'm gonna give it to you so that oh, you yeah. can talk about <laughs> the the inbred Inbred. Inbred. <laughs> um, well, what I remember is sitting around a dining room table. Yes. Me and you and a few friends, and we were talking about different food that excited us exactly. that have kind of gone away. Yeah. Um, you know, beef Wellington. Yes. Which is like one of my favorites, which is, you know, you have all the different components that go into it, but it's baked in a puff pastry, basically. And... It was a very trendy thing that happened way back, um, which was everywhere. Everybody had a beef Wellington on the thing, and then you had salmon and croutons and all all these different <clears throat> aspects of it. And you see it with like now, like empanadas or pot pies, that exactly. kind of thing. So me and you were trying to develop, and I think we were actually talking about teaching inner youth how to cook exactly like they don't they don't get those skills because uh, of uh, monetary they they just aren't exposed exactly. to that kind of thing and so we were trying to figure out ways to um, create a, some kind of teaching or platform platform or yeah. yeah and I think that's kind of how we started to get into it yeah. and we went off a very dark <laughs> Dark little trail. Not, not dark. <laughs> Adventurous. Sure. Okay. Um, where we were talking about we should create this cookbook or, or or somehow create this thing where it's all different things that we cook in bread. Exactly. And pastry or, you know, that's kind of, I think that's where we were. No, that's definitely where we were. <laughs> and of course, yes, it did take a little bit of an, an adventurous sure um curb <laughs> uh it's a, catch, it's a catchy it, title it really is a catchy title <laughs> i'm telling yeah and it didn't take much for me to actually jump on board with it that's for sure <laughs> but i was like mm, okay inbred <laughs> coming to you soon very soon very soon <laughs> yeah what Aside from Beef Wellington, I mean, you mentioned a few other things, mm -hmm. and th those things are, are very, uh, some, some folks would say, okay, that's common, but are there other things, too, that we uh, would, that might be considered? I mean, is it possible to have, like, and maybe it is called something, and I just don't know because I'm not in the culinary, up on culinary, uh, I'm not a culinary aficionado, mm -hmm. if you would. But when you have kind of like a quiche and you put that in some type of, as you mentioned, uh, a puff pastry or some type of pastry where it's mm -hmm. encased in a pastry. I think I've seen it before. I just don't know what it's called. Do you have any idea or no? Uh, 
Probably not. I'm mm-hmm. sure we have plenty of people yelling into their. I know. It's like, oh my god, it's this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I mean, I, I know that like sometimes they're called like hand pies or, oh, okay. or stuff like that. Uh, there's just once you start really kind of delving into it, you really do find all these different really weird. Uh, ways, I guess you know, like like I said, I, I think the most common is probably like a pot pie. Yes, which is same, but like a hand pie, you can actually pick up and like street food, right? And, and walk with it. Definitely. Uh, uh, I know back in the eighties, salmon and croot. I'm probably butchering the name. But so. explain a little bit about that because I don't think uh, maybe what I am familiar with that is the actual term and I've called it something else or I knew it as something else. But can you explain a little bit? Where it basic, basically it was like, uh, and forgive me, it's been a while since I've even seen one or heard of it. Uh, <laughs> I'm putting him to the test. Y'all. But, I'm, I'm it, really- <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, you take like a full fish and, or not full, but you take a filet of salmon basically okay. and bake it into, uh, into the pie. So similar to like a beef Wellington where, like the beef Wellington, you'll have the tenderloin with the doxella mushrooms, and it all bakes in there, so it stays tender and moist. Right. Yet you get this nice crispy, buttery on the outside. On the outside, and it's just kind of that all one meal in one. You know, everything's kind of packed into there, and uh, but they used to make the salmon and crew. Like I remember seeing them where they made the pastry look like a fish. <laughs> Um, which is, you know, one of those weird trendy things. I think I remember seeing something like that and I didn't know what it was. I was just like, and then someone cut into it and I was like, what the hell is this? (laughs) (laughs) What? Right. (laughs) Okay. So that's what, that's what it's called. All right. Well, you learn something new every day. (laughs) I I, I just, it's, it's very odd because anyway, just another moment. Sure. Whatever. Um, what have you done? Uh, have you done beef Wellington yourself or like Hor- at home? Horribly, yes, yes. I've, I've tried, and I know that there's tricks to the trade that I'm not totally privy to. So okay. it's, it's one of those things. Uh, when it's done right, it's probably one of my favorite things. Uh, but yeah, I've tried it, but yeah, it, it went horribly awry. So. I don't see that really happening, <laughs> but because I heard I heard that he's a great cook. I'm okay. Or, I'm okay. Blah 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 <laughs> blah blah blah. I mean, hello. Her little something about um, what was it? Women who dine, or I, I don't remember. Oh, the diva parties. The diva parties. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We do. Yeah, uh, it started with because I because I moved to the front of the house. I didn't. I didn't have the opportunity to, to cook in, in the kitchen as much anymore. So Diva Party has kind of evolved from uh, house parties from when I was with my ex-wife. Okay. Uh, we would have a house party where everybody was responsible to bring uh, one dish. Okay. Uh, a la potluck, but it was more, it, it was like trying to do it in an elevator. Like we were trying to outdo each other. Or try to um, uh, create something as a cohesive. Hold on, we have a phone call. Oh. It's like caller. Nope. <laughs> oh my goodness! 
Okay, I apologize, caller. I, I'm not exactly sure what happened there, but if you feel the need to call back, because I would love for you to call back, uh, remember that number. It's 651-200-3479. Oh, my goodness. I'm not sure what happened with that with that phone call. Anyway, you, as you were saying, sir. We... Uh, uh, we were we create these parties. Yep. Uh, diva party. We did, yeah. Did, and then they evolved into a diva party, which is my partner. She wanted to be able to have these friends over, Got and it. I wanted to be able to cook. So we would do is um, I'd create a five course meal, um, specifically under a specific budget. She'd invite her friends. The requirement was for them to bring two bottles of wine. Okay. And a six pack of Each beer. person? Yeah. Because they turned out to be around like, it started as like 10 and it grew to like 25. What? So wait, are we, did we expect these women to drink two bottles per, no, by themselves? No, it, it, was just, just, it was just oh. the price of admission. Oh, okay. And Got then, it. And then like, what? we'd have a five course, Dang. I'd create a five course meal for them. And then at the end of it, their significant others would be invited uh, okay. to have leftovers. That's right. And so we'd have this really nice little party. And yeah, so that was always a challenge for me. I would uh, try to create these cohesive themed dinners for, for the ladies. So cool. So cool. It was a lot of fun. I am so sorry. Doing. I'm so sorry about that phone call. I, I apologize. So call it if you, I, yeah, I don't know what happened, but. I didn't mean to distract you either. Okay. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. So if you feel the need to try to call in again, I know it's somebody <laughs> from in the Twin Cities because you know it was a nine five two area code number. So anyway, uh, thank you very much for your interest in calling in. I, I apologize that we missed your phone call, but I, I was I was prepared, but I'm not sure what happened with it. Anyway, uh, I want to thank you so much again for being here mm -hmm. and just sharing your knowledge uh, and telling it, I won't even say introducing yourself because people know you, I know, but thank you for being on my show and Absolutely. for just sharing your knowledge culinary as well as visual arts wise um, with people here on the east side and nationwide, especially if you're listening on uh, the TuneIn app. Remember, <laughs> TuneIn, www.tunein.com. And make sure you're looking for, listening or searching for W-E-Q-I. <laughs> I have to throw that in there. Absolutely. Um, you know, he's not going anywhere because, yeah, he's he's already committed. He's, he's <laughs> in for 45 minutes already, so he's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's got to listen to the rush of my spiel. Yeah. Um, I want to tell you all about an event that is actually going to be happening um and goodness my computer's been, i i've been saying for the longest time i need to get a new computer i really do i'm i admit that i totally understand that it's been said and i need to make that happen but you know when you're on a budget you have to do certain things and certain things take priority they take priority. I will. I would love to tell you about two uh, f events that are actually going on. One is called, um, and it's in, right here in Dayton's Bluff um, area. It's at, going to be at the Dayton's Bluff Recreation Center, uh, 800 Conway 
yeah, Conway Street. I had to look at the date. I wasn't exactly sure if I, I personally had the date correct, but it's today, March 9th. Uh, it is called Liberians and Friends Food Sale. Um, you'll get an opportunity to also meet uh, city council uh, candidates. So it will also be a meet and greet for them uh, right here in St. Paul. They'll have a number of different uh, Liberian cuisine or dishes that you're familiar with or even are very popular within the Liberian community, which I love because there are some moments where I've met Liberian folks and they're what's what's the way uh, what I'm trying to say not their dialect but um, having their conversation listening to their conversation feels like I am uh, amongst a number of uh, like I'm at home with my parents um, very similar type of talk or conversations and I understand them and I know that there have been some librarians that are looking at me like how do you know what I'm saying? Because you sound very much like my parents. <laughs> anyway, so again, I'm very familiar uh, with the, uh, I guess, with some friends that are Liberians, and the culture seems very home for me. The food also, because there's fried chicken, plant, I have to say it the way that I only know. Some folks will say, it's plantains. I say plantain. <laughs> or, or or if you really want to plant in yes and what's plant in plantains people it's plantains um jollof rice uh fufu and soup um cornbread uh rice bread cassava spinach so many other dishes once again that is liberians and friends food sale um along with uh the opportunity for a meet and greet of city council candidates uh, the address, once again, is 800 Conway Street. That's St. Paul, Minnesota, 55106 at the Dayton's Bluff Recreation Center. So I want to thank uh, Miss Cartoon King for bringing that to our attention. So if you really want to get out and enjoy and taste some wonderful Liberian cuisine, as well as get introduced to your city council uh, candidates, um, you know, take that opportunity. And I'm sorry. The time period is from 11 to 3 p.m. So 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. So that's going to be shortly, uh, but it's right here in the Dayton's Buff uh, community area. The next one that I want to actually mention, which um, I have promised myself even before I was actually doing the show, oh, being so involved in it, I think I was probably like two or three months in and I was just searching for different uh, events or opportunities to experience food within the Twin Cities. There is an event, a pop-up specifically, uh, a chef by the name of Chef Trey Hardy, who is actually doing a pop-up at Octo Fish Bar. Uh, Octo Fish Bar, oh, see, that's, that's bad of me. It is in the Market House Collaborative and I should have had the address, which I do not at the moment. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh, Octave, oh Lord, so what are you doing? <laughs> okay, Octo Fish Bar is located at 289 uh, 5th Street East in St. Paul, Minnesota 55101. Um, 
right now from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Chef Trey Hardy is having his pop-up of Ophelia. Uh, I would encourage you to go on Facebook and to check out this this pop-up. The cuisine that he has been presenting and just putting out and just teasing us with is one that is going to capture the attention and taste buds of many people. Um, for myself, I promised that I would not miss it the next time because he had, I think he paused on doing it for maybe like a year or two years or something because he was doing other culinary adventurous stuff <laughs> and growing his business. But he is gracing us now with another opportunity to uh, go out and experience this wonderful cuisine. And if I remember the story when I read about it, um, Ophelia is either his mother or his grandmother. I believe it's his mother. And he was wanting to do something specific um, to honor her and just, you know, show her his respect uh, for teaching him about the food, uh, about cuisine, and just leading him down a path of his culinary dreams, if you would. So, again, that is going to be today. That is already started. That's from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So, if y'all don't know where I'm going to be in the next couple of hours, yeah, you'll find me down there at a Octo Fish Bar. Uh, some of the items or that they've described, creamed roasted chicken. Um, what's that? Cream, that first one, cream roasted chicken. Cream roasted chicken. <laughs> you, you see it? Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> but I don't know what that is. The, the first couple of words. Itchy boy? I guess maybe. Alright. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pronounce it, I guess. <laughs> unless it's Geechee Boy. That's what it looks like. Yeah, ge- well see, I have to I know that word, but I'm like, maybe I'm not gonna say it right. Geechee in uh to Belizeans, you know, is something very different, but Creamed roasted chicken. It says Geechee Boy coarse ground cheddar grits, avocado, a fried egg, and black truffle. And again, that's the cream roasted chicken. I'm just giving you kind of an idea of the different type of items or that are going to be available at this pop up. And did I mention that's what it is? It's a pop up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what? Geechee Boy is a brand of grits. Okay, got it. All right. Well, I'm sure we're both butchering the name. I know. So. Well, you know, it's it <laughs> it is actually spelled. It, I'm pronouncing it exactly how it's spelled: G E E C H I E boy. So Geechee boy. Let's see. That's <laughs> uh, you heard that right, yeah, Geechee heard. boy. <laughs> but that's what I'm used to. Anyway, uh, the next item is sweet potato hash. So it's poached egg, uh, charred spring onions, and poblano uh, berblanc. I never pronounced that correctly, but did I pronounce it correctly? Berblanc. Berblanc. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he those are just some of the items that are on there, but he also mentioned that, you know, if you want a combo, you could do a combination of the two or whatever else is going to be available at this wonderful pop-up. Uh, remember that it is going to be at Octo Fish Bar from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., um, once again, Octo Fish Bar is located at 289 
Fifth Street uh, East. That's St. Paul, Minnesota, 55101. Um, I'm telling y'all, whoever is down there that knows me or knows the Unbougie Foodie, please save me a space. I'm sitting with you just, just so you know, because uh, I've already communicated with two or three other people that are have asked, am I coming? I'm like, you know I have my show, but yes, I'm going to be there. Like, yeah, I'm coming. Don't worry, because I'm not missing out on this. So anyway, <laughs> I just needed to throw all of that out there. Chris, any last words? Thanks for having me. <laughs> this, is fun. this is a new experience for me. So Yay. this is a lot of fun. Thank Thanks. you so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. Um, folks, as you know, uh, I am here every Saturday at 10 a.m. You know, I'm really also looking for new and exciting individuals that want to talk about food as well. So if you are interested, please feel free to get uh, in contact with me. Um, use social media uh, to contact me uh, if you'd like. Um, definitely you could find me on Facebook. Feel free to send me a message, but also I do have email as well. So send me uh, maybe a topic that you would like to, maybe if you'd like to be on the show, you want to talk about or discuss, or maybe you even have a food organization or business or, or whatnot within the local area that you'd like us to maybe showcase. Feel free to leave me that information and tell, I was going to say my telephone number. My email address is theunbougiefoodie at gmail.com. Um, but uh, again, feel free to uh, reach out on social media. I'm more than happy to have those conversations. I'm always looking for an interesting guest that would like to join me in the booth to talk about food, any type of food subjects or topics. Um, so as you know, just again, as we near the ending of the show, you know that this is a food show. But it is not just about going out to a restaurant. It is talking about uh, food topics that affect our community. Um, you know, we are concerned. I'm, I know I'm only one individual, but you know, there are, I'm quite sure that there's other individuals that um, maybe they have an organization that they would are focusing on making sure people in the community are fed well, or they have access to uh, nutritious foods. Um, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm more than happy to. I would love to invite you on the show so that we could talk more about that uh, and bring more focus to what you're doing for the community. Um, again, uh, I want to thank you so much for, for tuning in. We still have about another five minutes, but I want to ask Chris, I'm going to put him on the spot right now. <laughs> uh, what is the, what is your favorite thing to make for your family? For your, I mean, your, your immediate, your family at home or whatever that they're like, you have to make this. Uh, well, I, I think the, well, there's a couple key items. I make a chili oh, okay. that is, we have at least, I think probably about once a week. Um, but the most requested and the one that I enjoy making the most is I do a, um, it's an old recipe that I've developed over the years, but it's a, basically it's a blackened chicken Alfredo pasta. <laughs> Did you tell me about this some time ago? <laughs> so it's like rosemary, mm. uh, mushrooms, and yeah, you blacken the chicken, and you know, uh, so it's got some nice heat to it. But yeah, the creaminess of the pasta, and yeah, and I, we use generally we use uh, ziti instead of uh, um, fettuccine. Okay. Uh, I feel like it holds the sauce better, and yeah, and you fold in a little goat cheese in there as well, and oh yeah. 
Yeah, I do well in the kitchen. I do okay. <laughs> yeah, I just do it's okay. Good. But that's like that's the that's I think blah, that's the blah. house. That's the house favorite. That's what everybody requests blah, when they want. Blah, blah. <laughs> uh, can I can I, like make a, a house request then? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Come on over. We'll have some food. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that. And make it's, that happen. It's our favorite part. That's the favorite thing to do in our house. Is oh, sit in the kitchen and everybody sits around while I cook and. Mm-hmm. Then we eat. I don't know. Maybe I'd have to try to make something myself and come over and. You should. I don't know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm. I. I'm, that's a far stretch. I. I. I know how to survive on my creativity <laughs> and other things. I don't know. Some people might say that it's a little bit different or otherwise. I don't know. But who knows. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Chris. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. This is awesome. Yay. Uh, so as I've always said, please remember that I am here every Saturday at 10 a.m. You have the opportunity to get in contact with me either by telephone or by Facebook or social media. So if you have some subjects or topics that you would love to talk about um, and just, yeah, maybe get it off your chest and share with others about a wonderful place, you need to do it on this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh for a future reference, um Inbred will be coming out shortly in <laughs> written form. Maybe not this year, but possibly the next. There will be pictures about uh food and things in bread, but it will be headed up by Christopher Gorecki. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble for that. <laughs> Thank you all so much for for tuning in. Uh, as always, as I end every show, I want to thank you uh, for, for being here. But also remember, never let anyone tell you what type of food you need to be because really, it is all about the food. And until next time, taste it. Unbougie food day.